0: Uh, friends, uh, let us firstly pray. Uh, Father, on many church calendars uh, today is known as Palm Sunday. Uh, palm Sunday reminds us of the great welcome that Jesus received by many as he entered Jerusalem. Uh, they welcomed him with palm branches. It also reminds us of how those closest to him didn't originally understand What this was all about Uh, today as we look at the last part of Proverbs chapter 3 in this sermon series help us through the power of your Holy Spirit as only you can to both welcome Jesus and understand your word to us and especially as we live on this side of the cross now and know that Jesus is meant to be our risen Lord In his name we pray. Amen. Uh, Friends, I hope you like uh, the little gift of a cross (laughs) made um, from a palm frond. And uh, thank you Howard and Sue and Janet and Faye for making them together. And I did watch Craig. I did watch. (laughs) Uh, Today we're looking at uh, verses 11 to 12 of Proverbs chapter 3. It's the last week of our sermon series on Proverbs 3, as next week we have our very first Good Friday service and our very first NHA Easter Sunday service. Yes, a lot of firsts <laughs> in one's first year. I've got a question for us all now. And I guess behind uh, my question is that not many of us like adversities, uh, that is hardships. My question is this, do we learn from adversity? It's a simple question and requires a yes or a no answer. Yes, do we learn from adversity? Now, I for one can say to you that I don't like adversity. And so I don't like verses in the Holy Bible that tell us to rejoice and to enjoy it. Actually, uh, compare Romans five. Three, to glory in it? Yes, I don't like those verses. <laughs> but I do like the ones uh, that say suffering or adversity can be painful. Compare Hebrews 12, from our second Bible reading today that Winita uh, brought to us. Yes, I like those sort of verses because adversity usually is, is painful. Now, this implies up front that life here on planet Earth isn't always rosy is life for you rosy at the moment if so it should be easy to rejoice but if it isn't rosy at the moment you might be feeling very different sadly i've seen uh, so many people fall away from what i thought was a sincere sincere following of jesus because of the adversity that came their way. I'm sure you've seen that too. I bet not many of us require much time to think on that one. I also guess we just hope they come back and uh, are not Mark 4, 17 to 19 people. I bet you looked that one up. <laughs> but, yes it is my favourite word in the Bible, But Adversity should deepen our knowledge of Jesus, not turn us away from him. As others before me have said, it should make us better, not bitter. And adversity, sometimes brought about by our own stupid decisions, but certainly not always, is completely under God. Completely. That is, he has either orchestrated it, shock horror, or he allows it and for a very good reason. Yes, I'll repeat that. He has either orchestrated the adversity or allows it and irrespective of that, it is for a very good reason. Well, enough of that. What do verses 11 and 12 say to us? I'll read them to you. My son, it means girls too, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. And why? Because the Lord disciplines those who are naughty. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. We might expect that. Well, I do. But it doesn't say that. And why? Because the Lord disciplines those he loves. Wow. As a father, the son he delights in. There you are, Scotty. Now that's why we might have smacked you. Where is he anyway? (laughs) In the back room. That's why we might have smacked you, because we love you. <laughs> we delight in you and therefore disciplined you. Yes, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Why? Because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son, he delights in. Now, I've got three points to, to today's message to help you and, and to help me. And two of them come directly from the second Bible reading Uh, which quotes these two verses and also elaborates on them. The first point is this, uh, if God is loving, and he is, he will certainly discipline us. Discipline us. You could also say it might hurt him more than it hurts us. Now you can write a book on that statement (laughs) Like, did it hurt the father more than it hurt the son as he watched him die on that cross? Hmm. After all, the son wasn't even being rebuked for getting it wrong, was he? Anyway, if God is loving and he is, he will certainly discipline us. Friends, we no doubt have a propensity to despise his discipline or resent his discipline, hence the need to mention it here. After just being told that he will abundantly provide for his people when we are generous, something we further looked at in our home groups this past week, he tells us that that doesn't mean it will be all smooth sailing. Rosie. Now, I like it to be smooth sailing, don't you? I don't like it when the wind picks up (laughs) and life becomes a bit choppy. But here we are told to not despise such. And as I said, elsewhere in the Holy Bible, we are told to rejoice when adversity or hardships come our way. rejoice. So, what is discipline? Well, the Hebraic word is used in different contexts and we pick some of it up in this verse, these two verses. It can be a straight out rebuke from our Lord and we are told that a wise person doesn't resent such. But at other times it can just be his correction that we are to listen to rather than ignore. And so you could say that discipline is a very wide thing. Keep ignoring it and it might need to become a rebuke. One of the problems in many relationships today is that discipline in society has gone out the door. It has and that is unloving, it is and I haven't made up that last bit. (laughs) God says it, it is wise to discipline someone that is to correct or rebuke them. Uh, When they are thinking of doing something wrong or are doing something wrong or have done something wrong, it is also loving. And when we react against the overuse of discipline, and don't get me wrong, uh, we can <laughs> compare Ephesians 6-4 and we have overdisciplined. Yes, when we react against the overuse of discipline by not having it at all, we very soon discover problems galore and I think God would say that the greatest problem with not having discipline at all is that we have become unloving. Uh, Sadly I have been repeatedly told by some That because I believe there are absolutes in the Holy Scriptures and because I believe there are truths in the Holy Scriptures that I am very unloving. (laughs) Well, God is our judge on that one. And he says that he disciplines those he loves. Just like loving parents do. Uh, The second point is this. If God is loving and he is, he will certainly discipline us for our good, for our good. Uh, This is when we need to go to the New Testament and therefore when we need to go to Hebrews chapter 12 as it not only quotes these two verses from Proverbs but expands on them and in expanding on them it says this. They, uh, that is human fathers, disciplined us well if they are around <laughs> they should for a little while as they thought best that also means that a human father might not always get it right <laughs> but God disciplines us for our good Hebrews 12:10. Yes, yes if, if God is loving and he is he will certainly discipline us For our good. God is treating us as his children. And in Jesus, we are his children. John chapter 1 verse 12. And that means that sometimes we are either corrected when our thinking is wrong, so that we keep walking down the narrow path of life, or that sometimes we are rebuked, when, usually when we have veered off, so that we get back on the narrow path of life. After all, as Jesus said, it's narrow, Matthew seven fourteen. For our good. Hmm. It shows that God is more interested in our ultimate good than <laughs> we might be. After all, we don't like adversities come, coming our way, do we? left to ourselves, I know I would (laughs) like to try and dodge the hardship (laughs) and not therefore grow or learn from it. For our good. Hmm. It also reminds me of the times that when others do the wrong thing to us or by us, that if we keep loving God, he will ensure it will be ultimately for our good. Romans 8.28 For our good. Hmm. He tells us to keep in line or, or get back into line for our good. And he does so because he loves us. As I've said to people, it is awful if God lets you do what you want. Yes, absolutely awful. Have a read of Romans chapter 1 and see how awful it is when God gives people over to what they want to do. Yes, absolutely awful. And I think that is what has happened in the world today, especially in the West. God has generally given people over to what they want. The scary thing with it is to think about how far people might go. (laughs) That's scary. But, (laughs) But God disciplines those he loves. He doesn't let us do what we want. He either says, come back to me or don't wander away from me. This is the right way. Now, some people have said to me over the years, uh, how do you know if God is disciplining me or if I'm going through what's just part and parcel of of life in a fallen world? Now, that's a good question. Uh, It's at this point I feel like saying, Glenn Davies, can you answer that? (laughs) Some things are, are very obvious, but some things are not that obvious. I'll let you know of a little secret of mine. I didn't just grow up watching Romper Room. (laughs) I also, from the age of 30, uh, when I turned to Jesus, regularly read Psalm 139. And I mean the last two verses. I regularly read the last two verses of Psalm 139 because I wanted to know if what I was going through was my fault or not, yes, I must have issues. (laughs) And so I would pray and so I would wait and sometimes God would answer me with something very specific that I needed to correct and at other times, nothing came my way. Nothing at all. And so that is how I worked out if God was actively disciplining me or if it was just part and parcel of life in a fallen world. And either way, I just need to trust him through it all with all my heart. Verse 5 of this chapter. Now you know the last two verses of Psalm 139, don't you? (laughs) Just in case you don't, uh, here they are. And they've now become my very regular prayer at certain times in my life. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. You could say, lead me down the narrow path verses 23 and 24 of Psalm 139. The third and final point today is this, and as I said, it too specifically relates to the Bible reading from Hebrews. If God is loving, and he is, he will certainly discipline us for our good so that we may share in his holiness. Friends, no matter... What hardship we are going through, we are to endure it as discipline so that we may share in God's holiness. Hmm. What on earth does that mean? (laughs) I mean the last bit. So that we, quote, may share in his holiness, end of quote. The whole of verse 10 in Hebrews chapter 12 says this. They discipline us for a little while as they thought best but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness now besides the fact that faith in Jesus makes us a child of God that is acceptable holy before God Hebrews 10.10 10. and despite the fact that God wants us to grow in holiness uh, Hebrews 12.14 he also wants us to share in His holiness. Because that is ultimately why God disciplines us. But what does that mean? I must admit that I'm not completely sure about this one. And it'll be a question in your home groups. (laughs) And I must admit that to share in God's holiness is pretty gobsmacking stuff. Think about it. Share in his holiness. But as I said, uh, originally said some weeks back now, that life is all about knowing the Lord. And that means very deeply knowing him. And it is usually not until hardships come our way that our closeness to him, being deeply in him, a curse. Yes, unusually it is the hardships of life that bring us closer to him. And he is holy. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 16. Hence we go through such times, adversities, hardships, before entering entering the glorious holy kingdom of our God. Acts 14.22 I wish there was another way. (laughs) But it seems that that is the only way. And it certainly was true for our Saviour and our Lord, Jesus. Just think about what he went through. Yes, more than anything, God seems to long for us to share in His holiness. And that is certainly good for us. But that means correction and rebuke, discipline along the way. And that is not because He is a hard task master, but that He is loving. <laughs> yes. A loving Father. Our only response is thank you, loving, holy Father. Thank you, loving, holy Son. And thank you, loving, holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, great. Thank you, Trevor.